0: Weekly Sauce, episode 71. Last week, we didn't have a guest. We were supposed to have uh, Antonio Simmons, uh, recently traded from Montreal Olewitz, going to the Edmonton Elks. Uh, we'll have him on next week, but um, we're happy to have our guest on today. It's been a couple weeks in the making. Uh, we should have had him on the week before. Uh, some miscommunication. He's got knee surgery now, so he's new, fresh, ready to go, ready to take the punches for me and Alex. Uh, but before hey. we get to Brady, um, this episode is brought to you by, by Mavesta Media, one of the best in the business for your marketing, all your marketing needs, SEO, um, all that shit. Alex, you you sell it better than me because it's your stuff.
1: Yeah, web design, SEO, concentration, uh, Anything you need for your for your small business in, market, in terms of marketing, Mavesta Media has it for you. Uh, use promo code weekly sauce and you get a free consultation and a social media audit.
0: There you go. Mavesta Media everywhere online and uh, on social media as well. So now we can finally get into the good shit. It's uh, Brady Heistad from UFC, well, was UFC. Fought in the Ultimate Fighter this year. It was one of the better seasons that I've seen in a while. Uh, Brady, how's it going, buddy? Good. How are you guys? We're good, man. We're good. Happy You're to have good. you on. Couple Montreal all boys that are just uh, fight fans, and uh, we're happy to have you on, man. So what's uh, what's it been like? You're fresh out of knee surgery. Are you? How's the mobility? You're able to go now, or what's going on?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I just got out. I think I'm on day nine. So you know, the first days were a little rough, but I'm starting to get mobility back. You know, it's still a little bit swollen. I'm uh, I'm on crutches, and because I, I got my meniscus and my ACL, so I'm not going to be uh, you know weight bearing. So I'm going to be on crutches probably for another couple weeks, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's my,
0: it's my biggest fear to tear my ACL. It's like <laughs> every time I feel my knee's just still moving a little bit, I'm like, "Well, relax, just take it easy with it, you know. But it's my biggest fear. I, I I fear that I I wish that on nobody. That and an Achilles, oh man.
2: Oh Achilles, that one scares me. Luckily, the ACL, honestly, like it hurt, but it didn't hurt that bad. I think the meniscus part of the whole knee is uh is the part that hurts the most because it keeps catch it would keep catching and slipping um you know like i would have instability in my acl but like i felt i figured out a way to like how to fight with it or how to train with it so it wouldn't slip obviously it slipped a few times and kind of restricted me but dude the meniscus was painful that was I, the shitty part
0: my meniscus is like i don't know if you, it could be partially torn or whatever but sometimes it my knee locks in place like if i have like a like a like a like an awkward let's say i have like a an omoplata or something like that i can't Get my, I can't get my knee out because my knee will lock in place. It's really weird. Like I'll, I'll have to like scoot out a bit and then kind of make my move to get the knee back into straight position. But even sometimes just stretching at home, it locks. It's crazy, man. And it's like I don't want surgery because I'm not a professional athlete. So for me,
2: I'm like I don't want to be off my leg for so long. But, yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's a tough
2: one. Yeah, and the meniscus is the – I'm not sure if it's like the longest recovery, but initially it's the hardest one because, like, they don't want you to put any weight on it. Like, if I was just having my ACL done, I could start walking, like, three days after surgery. But because it's meniscus, they don't, like, they repaired my meniscus, so they don't want me to put any weight that could, like, mess up the stitches or whatever. Did you hear a pop? Like, when it yeah Yeah. Yeah, because it was, like, I've said it a few times, but it was the first week when I was on the show. I was grappling with one of our, uh, you know, one of the coaches. His name's Colby Thickness. Um, and that's <laughs> his real name, Toby <laughs> Thicke. <laughs> yeah, awesome.
0: that should be my name. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but it's funny because he was like, he was my age. He's 21 years old. He's a professional fighter. He was actually 135. He just didn't have enough fights to get on the show. But he was one of Volk's boys, and so we were grappling because we're both good jiu-jitsu guys, and we were having a good roll. And he just went deep half and just rolled. And for some reason, my foot got caught in the mat. And when he rolled, my knee didn't move, but my body did, and then yeah. it just like popped.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of guys that, that are functional on a torn ACL, yeah. which is crazy to me. That's crazy. Yeah. Me. But, like, you can't be, like, a football player because there's too many cuts, your knees going in opposite directions, where in fighting, I guess it's more straightforward sometimes. I don't know. It's, it's different. I would never be able even
1: think about what it's like to fight with a torn ACL, and I don't want to. Alex? Um, so, so so I know you and Mitch Raposo were the youngest on The Ultimate Fighter. Um I wanted to know how did you get into martial arts and how long have you uh, how long have you been practicing
2: yeah yeah so i've been i've been training probably pretty like diligently and heavy since i was like 14. i dabbled in it earlier you know i when i was young i did karate a little bit and then i did a little bit of boxing i did wrestling my freshman year but it wasn't until like after my first year of wrestling i started doing jujitsu and then that's when I kind of just hopped in with everything and started training like multiple times a day. That's super committed and kind of fell in love with it. Cause I, I ended up having my first MMA fight when I was 16. So oh, wow. that's
0: nuts. Where so, are you from? You're from Washington.
2: Yeah. I spoke Washington
0: and you're allowed fighting pro before you're an adult over there.
2: Yeah. I mean, if your mom signs off on it, these, uh, <laughs> these Indian reservations don't really care. Well,
0: <laughs> that's a good point. You <laughs> see, it's the same thing here. The Indian reservations, they're, they're a little loosey goosey on the rules. Um, but uh, who was your fight against and what was that? Like? What, what, what kind of conversations did you have with your mom? Be like, mom, I want to go get my head chopped in.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm honestly like looking back, I'm like, I'm surprised my mom said yes. But yeah, I, I don't know. I I uh, I would I had been training a lot and, you know, I was really into it. And I was training all the time and I was spending all my time at the gym and I was loving it. And I think my mom saw that and she saw how much I was enjoying it and how how good I was getting at it. So she was like, when I asked her to fight. Um, I had gotten a few fights in like school and stuff, and that all like stopped happening. So she's like, I mean, I mean, he's not fighting in the streets anymore. Might as well let him fight in the cage, I guess. There's gonna be a rest
0: And then you're on the yeah. ultimate fighter with a bunch of monsters, and at 5 yeah. you're five. You're five and two, right? From what I saw, yeah, five and two.
2: Um, now it's six and two because I mean, on the UFC's page, they they count in my Vince Murdoch, uh, the finish as uh to my record so on the on the espn page it says i'm six and two but so like pathology <laughs> and stuff like that you'll be
0: a regular five and two but on the ufc you're six and two which makes sense Yeah,
2: it's a fight i don't, fight.
0: I don't even i don't know why they don't consider it a fight it's a fight for it's sure a fight, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah for real and that was, was so, that was that was a good fight too alex go.
1: so so you, uh we had andre Petrusky on and we asked him about his experience at the ultimate fighter uh he he told us the that he didn't like the 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 quality of the uniforms the, the clothes to give you the gear um yeah the gear the gear and what did you like about the ultimate fighter what what didn't you like
2: yeah i guess the quality wasn't that great um you know, I'm I'm gonna say this. and It's gonna be kind of funny, but you know, I think the Ortega stuff is a little bit less good quality because <laughs> I because after at the end of the season, I got a little bit of Ortega stuff. I traded, you know, my roommate Josh. We traded a few clothes, that's and cool. as I've washed them, you know, the Ortega stuff is falling apart. Like the the print on it is is falling apart and everything. But I guess you know, I guess the bulk clothes are just built different. That, no, that's, a, that's
0: what that's what Petroski was saying. Petroski was telling us that like they had lost the shipment, so they had to like just randomly print a bunch of stuff and it was just like cheaply done and i was like because I, I, i've been watching the author of fighters since season one right so it's like i see all the gear i'm like oh, it must be sick to have like a bunch of t-shirts a bunch of tank tops a bunch of stuff you could just train with you know and it's just like it's like a jersey it's it's like a sign of something that you did something sort some sort of accomplishment and then he's telling us that the jerseys are that the cheap the numbers are, the, the the names are coming off i'm like ah oh, it's kind of it kind of ruined it for me but now you brought it back and you're telling me yeah. that folk stuff was good Maybe that's
2: great. Yeah, I have maybe. this sweatshirt that I wear all the time. I watch it probably like 20 times, and it's holding up great. It's my favorite one so far.
0: So tell us about that, man. I mean, the, the coaching crew to me, I mean, I, I've been training jiu-jitsu for like 14 years, so Craig Jones to me is like, he's unbelievable. Like I said, I watched him. So what was it like learning from him and just, you know, taking, taking jiu-jitsu advice from that guy?
2: Oh, that was huge. Like like I said, I've been training jiu-jitsu really heavy. You know, I, I, like that, that was my first love in martial arts was jiu-jitsu. And so, like, I, I won worlds at Blue Belt as a kid in youth worlds. And so, I used to compete a lot before I started fighting pretty heavy. And so, being able to meet like the best nogi grappler in the world or second best, you know, whatever they say, according to whoever you talked to that day. <laughs> yeah, it was huge. It was super cool. He was, he was like, and he's a super chill guy, honestly. Like, he's just like cool to talk to, cool to hang out with. We became, be, became good buddies on the show.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. He seems yeah. like, he seems like an ultimate guy. Like, and he brings his wife everywhere with him. She follows him everywhere. Like it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Like that whole crew, like that like that whole Dan and her death squad and like where they've been and where they are now. And now he's, I think he's, he's, he's fighting out of Austin. He opened the gym in Texas. And it's like, this guy is he's, a, he's an impressive human to come off of nobody knowing who he was get into ADCC, um, who did he beat? He beat Felipe Pena, like the big fight that he won. And, or he tapped him out. I forgot what it was. And he was just, and then from there, he just skyrocketed, man. And it, the jujitsu world is completely different. Would you have gone into MMA knowing how big Jitsu is now? Cause back then when you were doing jujitsu at 16 years old, it wasn't really like, it was still getting bigger, but it wasn't what it is now.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I think so. You know, I liked jujitsu. And I, I, I think honestly, like I always tell people when I retire from MMA, I'm going to go and do jiu-jitsu, whether it's teaching, coaching, or, like, even competing. But I like to hit people, too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I, I like jiu-jitsu, but I like being able to, you know, pick people up, slam them, hit them, all that good stuff. And Who,
0: uh, who was the one guy you had, like, some crazy sparring matches in the gym? At, on, on tough On tough,
2: yeah. Huh. The thing was, is, like, so that's the thing, is, like, because we were – I I don't know if Andre went over, like, how it was set up, but, you know, the whole season was only over five weeks. Yeah. And so, like, pretty much you're in, like, fight week the whole season. So we didn't have any, like, crazy hard sessions. At least we didn't. I heard Ortega's team was sparring hard, but we never had, like, you know, designated hard sessions of sparring. But I remember we did, like, King of the Wall one time, and it was, like, I think the group was me, Gilbert, Ricky, Brian, and I think Volk, and we were just like going after each other on the wall. <laughs> oh, I and I think it. that was probably the hardest day we did. <laughs> I remember me went at it for a minute, and it was just like, it's like, damn, this guy's big. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So
1: I- I'm going to ask you four questions. Well, they're pretty simple ones, uh, they're about the show. So who was the funniest out of all of the fighters?
2: Who was the funniest? Yeah. Oh. Like funniest on purpose or just like funny personality?
0: So who's the guy who just, just like had everybody laughing? Yeah. Intentionally yeah. intentionally?
2: Ricky, for sure. Ricky, yeah. He's, he's far out, bro. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, he's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, nice. you know, it was, it was kind of like a vibe. He always had, he was like, you, you're always ready to hear what he was going to say next. You know, because it was always so out of this world. It, <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> he,
0: he needs to be in wrestling. He doesn't belong in MMA. Like the way, how good he is on the mic is crazy. How oh, he speaks, sure. I don't know. I think he needs to be like a pro fighter. I'm pro pro wrestler. Not necessarily. I mean he's a very good pro fighter, don't get me wrong, but like he, I think his calling is pro wrestling. And he'll be like this positive guy, and he'll just like he'll be the next John Cena, basically. I think that's <laughs> oh, for sure. yeah, yeah. He's the late.
1: That would be amazing. Um next one, who, who was always late?
2: Who was always late? Ortega. Other than Ortega, yeah, we know that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who is always late? Dude, I, I, the thing was, is it's hard to be late on the show because you have nothing else to do.
0: And the bus comes you picks you up and brings you there.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's not like we're driving ourselves. So I guess I was, I, out of everybody on my team, I probably was the one that was more late just go. because to, I, I, like, slack a little bit.
0: Way to call like, him yeah. out, Alex. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm
2: right. honest, I guess next I'm the last one, one in the band usually. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right,
1: next one. Who was the best cook?
2: Who was the best cook? Ooh, that's a good one. On my team, it was between me and Gilbert. Because, you know, I was the one, I, I made a lot of different foods, and I, like – it was kind of funny because I, like, showed people how to cook a little bit. Like, I was, like, showing Ryder how to use, you know, the George Foreman, and I would make <laughs> – because he, he'd never seen one before. And I was like, Ryder, you've never seen a George Foreman? So, I like, I was showing him how to use it and make patinis, and then I, I would – uh You know, after practice, especially when I was cutting, because I was cutting the whole time, I was, like, I would make, like, big plates of vegetables, like, asparagus, mushrooms and all that stuff, and everyone would dig out, but Gilbert, at one point, I hate him for this, but he had made fried chicken. In the middle of my weight cut, like, we were all just hanging out. He didn't have to cut any weight. He (laughs) was, like, in the kitchen, and you just hear the, like, smell this delicious food, and he had made, like, battered fried chicken. And he'd got cane sauce and everything. It was... I even ate a little bit. It was delicious, but... You have to like, eat it, Damn. yeah.
0: You got to eat it, but it's heavy, man. It, it sits in your stomach, too.
2: Oh, for sure. For sure. And
1: and, and and final question. Who's a guy on the show who you wouldn't have a beer with? You wouldn't? You wouldn't. That's a good question.
2: That I Is wouldn't it? have a beer with.
0: You could say Petroski. It's okay.
2: No, me and Petroski <laughs> actually got along. He was a cool dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, guess, he's awesome, man.
2: That's the thing. I got along with almost everybody, you know, and I, like, I guess the person that I probably wouldn't is, is probably Vincent out of everybody.
0: Why? Because you guys have, like, a battle kind of thing going, right?
2: Well, we fought, yeah. you know, and he was just super weird after the fight, too. Like, he wouldn't, like, look, like, look at me or even after we got out of the house, because we fought, and then that day we got out of the house. Like, that night, everyone, like, I, had, like, checked into my room, And I came down to the bar, and we were all sitting at the bar. And, like, I wasn't even, like, next to Vincent, but, like, Vincent just, like, left as soon as I got there. He, like, didn't want to be around me. And he wouldn't talk to me at all or, like, even the next morning in the lobby. Like, I was, like, walking, and I was, like, with Gilbert, and then I saw Andre. And I was, like, hey, what's up, Andre? And then Vincent, like, just slowly, like, walked away. And I was, like, well, Okay. he's (laughs) He's, he's, doing, just, he, scene, yeah.
0: <laughs> he's one of those guys, man. He just what's what's like the group do you guys have like a group chat going? Like Tough Twenty One, whatever it is, like a group chat with the guys,
2: <laughs> like some of the guys? Uh, I mean we got we got the both Boys in a group chat. So yeah. like I was yeah, wondering like
0: do like, you guys still sure. talk to each other after and shit? I'll
2: I'll comment uh like we'll comment on each other's stuff. Me and Josh talk a lot, obviously. We're from the same town. Yeah. We trained together a lot before I had my surgery. So like he was like he was one of my training partners for this uh camp with Ricky. We trained about four or five times, um, and then I'll talk to, you know, I'll talk to Gilbert a lot, and who do I, I guess the most? Yeah, most person I talk to is Josh, but I, I stay in contact with almost everybody. So what's so.
0: what's next now with uh, with the UFC? Um,
2: so you know, I was actually planning on uh, I was going to have a fight. I think it was going to be February, but I had to get surgery. So after I heal up from this from this surgery. You know, I'm going to be probably back in the mix.
0: And do you know who it's going to be against? Do you have like a list of guys? Have they asked you?
2: You know, they they'd give me a you know a, like a a list of guys. But the thing was is uh, it's so far out because I'm probably not going to be fighting for nine months. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know, at, at least six months, just because how long recovery takes, and I'm not even going to be able to lightly train for four months. And so they don't. The UFC doesn't look that far ahead. I don't think. You know, they're not like planning out fights a year from now because everything's always changing, you know. And so, uh, you know, I think right now I'm just kind of going to work on recovery. And then once I get closer to being able to fight, then we'll start figuring out something and scheduling it.
1: So uh, so uh, the tough finale was amazing. was probably one of the best finales I've ever watched. Um, what what could you have done better, in your opinion, to beat Ricky Turcio's?
2: So I think, like, a big thing was, uh, you know, I think probably the biggest thing, if I'm being honest with myself, I should have just been more active when I was on top in my in my positions, you know? Even if it wasn't, like, because I, I, I didn't look, you know, I've, I've learned a lot from that fight. And one of the things is this, even if you're just, like, you know, just keeping constant with the attacking, even if it's, like, the punches aren't necessarily, you know, significant or super strong, if you're doing stuff on top, That looks way better in the judge's eyes. The fact that I was holding position and dominating, he was like kind of patting me on the face and like giving me a little bit back, I think is what, what, uh, what gave the judges their uh, determination of that first round. So yeah, I
0: I don't, I don't think that judges, and I've I've said this a lot. I don't think that judges um, Mm -hmm. from these commissions, I think they've been so, entrenched into boxing for such a long time that a lot of them don't understand what's happening on the ground too and it's that's that's the part that like it kind of ruins it a bit because a guy could be working doing a lot of things on the ground especially in jiu and he's just getting like you said he's maybe just getting tapped on the face just little little hammer fist on the head and it looks like that person's doing damage while the other person's going for submission so i mean <clears throat> it's all it's too subjective sometimes you know and i think that's the part that um that kind of turns me off from judges. But anyway, 99% of the time they get it right. But for some parts, it's like, it's like they just need to know a little bit on the ground. Like judges in, in the state of New York, they've been so entrenched in boxing for such a long time that when we started having events there, it was just they just didn't understand what was going on on the ground. They just looked at the striking. And, and even at that, they don't know what's like on the cage. It's just all these things. So, how do you navigate through that? Like, are you thinking about judges or are you just thinking about game plan, game plan, game plan?
2: Uh, you know, I guess I just go on with my game plan. and I do what I do. And, you know, he was good. You know, I had to react to a lot of stuff. I had to keep moving and keep constantly adjusting. So it's less of thing about other people and just more of like what's going on in the fight itself. Um, but yeah, yeah, like you said, I think it's all perspective. I mean, obviously one judge thought I won and two didn't. So it's just depending on what judges you get that night. Um, yeah, I, th-
0: I thought it was a great fight. I mean, honestly, I thought you were you. you had you both had your battles back and forth. Could have gone either way um yeah i rewatched it again this morning I, I don't know what it was this morning but i just started re-watching fights so i watched yeah. i knew we were getting you on so i rewatched that one i rewatched colby and usman which i'll ask you about after i rewatched yan uh, and uh and uh, yeah i watched yan uh, and Algermain. i rewatched cody uh sanhagen and tj so i re-watched all those fights today just to, just to kind of like stay up to date with it and it's like I look at these fights like even tj and cody it's actually uh, uh sanhagen sorry it's it's actually a good it's a good comparison because i thought sanhagen won that fight and they decided to give it to dillashaw you know so it's all that yeah who are you training with now and uh out of you still training at Six jiu-jitsu right
2: oh yeah of course
0: who's out of there's is Kiesa still there and all those guys
2: yeah yeah so Kias is there we have a bunch of up-and-coming guys we got a a girl melissa she just fought in kabate we have a guy, Kid Ashton. He's he's around my age, but he's just hitting pro. He's really good. Um, and then I got a bunch of guys my size, like Bryce, uh, Wyatt, Sly, um, yeah, and Alex. And so yeah, so we just have a tight knit group. It's not nothing too crazy, nothing too big, um, but it works for us, obviously.
0: A lot of these gyms are coming up that where it's like you have like one or two guys that are like in in the top organizations. Then they have a bunch of guys that are ready to get to those top organizations. And MMA is is, is exploded since Alex. So we
1: know we know Volka's um, his, his personality on the camera. Uh, you know, sometimes he appears as cocky, um, he's funny and all that. But how is he off camera, and and what kind of what kind of coach is he?
2: Yeah. So I mean. The funny thing is like uh like on Ultimate Fighter you're never off camera. So like whenever <laughs> you're there, like never especially like when we're there, whenever we were whenever we were there, we're always on camera. Yeah. So you kind of see what you get. I mean Cole, uh, I don't really think he's I, I wouldn't call him cocky. I would call him confident cuz he's he's yeah. and he puts in the work, dude, but he's like super genuine guy. And so I you know, I, I I think he's a true champion. I I love the guy and he's uh he was super helpful on the show.
0: Looking at him too how do you how did he ever how did he ever balloon up to like two hundred and forty pounds? makes no sense to me like he, well, I don't know he
2: was, a, he, he was a thick boy, I guess i don't know it's crazy. Imagine. yeah he, uh,
0: yeah it's nuts
2: Joe Lopez the coach was saying that he was like he when he was in rugby, he would go out to eat with everybody and then he would eat all of his food and then he would eat everyone else's leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> Can't and say, so I can't oh. say I haven't done that. And you just love to go out there and mow down on some food.
0: I love it. I can't say I haven't done that myself at some family gatherings. Um, but honestly, to Alex, Alex, to your point, like, Vol, kind of, he's before the Ortega fight, I was like, great fighter. Obviously, I can't, I'm like, ah, but he's, you know, he's just, he's a little bit too, I can't really describe it. I can't really describe it. I, really describe it. I was like, I'm not a huge, like, I, I don't attach myself to this fighter like yeah. ortega was a guy that i used to watch growing up in jiu-jitsu so like i attached myself to ortega so i was rooting team ortega most of the time but then after that Volkanovski fight or after the fight of volkan uh volkan ortega i have this whole newfound respect for volkanovsky especially in that third round
2: and oh that, for sure
0: yeah that third round was nuts
2: i think the whole season and then obviously the fight i think it was like you know he was already a champion but i feel like this kind of like even introduced more of the world to him in a good way because, you know, like you said, I think he, Ortega had a big following, you know, and I think on the show they got to see Hulk who he was. And yeah. I think I think he got a lot of fans from that because it was more, he, it showed how genuine he was because he was so helpful. He was always super into it with the guys. You know, like we'd be cutting weight and he would come for no reason and like come and sit with us in the in our sauna tents and stuff like that. Like I didn't see anyone else doing that. You know, from either yeah. side, and he was just there the whole time. I'd be kind of waiting in a hot tub. You come sit in the hot tub. I was in the sauna tent, he'd put a sauna tent right next to mine and sit next to you. That's uh,
0: yeah. He's one of the boys, man. You can tell he's one of the boys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you got to have that as a coach too. Sometimes, especially in in a, in a five week span, where you know he needs to be comfortable with everybody really quick, and you need to be comfortable with him because he's going to be in your corner telling you what to do. Right, so you need to build that relationship, and he did it really well. I found I found he was a, one of the best coaches in like out of all the Ultimate Fighter seasons. Oh, was for really, sure. Yeah, he was really good. I felt like yeah. he was a coach. Yeah. I I didn't see him as a fighter. I really saw him as a coach. JSP,
2: oh, yeah, like GSP
0: too. Yeah, GSP was good. GSP, the GSP season. I don't know if you saw it, Brady, but like GSP season was funny because he brought in like all these random dudes. He brought in yeah. like, this, this one French guy that was that was just drunk all the time. This just like a Muay Thai fighter, and yeah. uh, so I was. I'm always hoping that there's something, some crazy shit's gonna happen in the Ultimate Fighter, but nothing happened this season. It was, uh, and it was still a good season, which is crazy. to me. Yeah. yeah,
2: actually, it's funny you say that GSP because uh, the first guy to ever go on the Ultimate Fighter from Spokane was Cody McKenzie oh this, that, so he that, was yeah so he m- was on that guillotine. season too so that was kind of like the beginning of spokane is cody the mckenzie UFC?
0: the one with that crazy guillotine the crazy renec- yeah spoke?
2: yeah the mckenzie teen
0: mckenzie teen yeah
2: yeah <laughs> that, he has like wiry
0: arms he didn't look he looks like he's like you know like a construction worker
2: oh yeah for sure yeah. he's a fisherman he was a he's fisherman a fisherman in alaska man. he doesn't look like a
0: fighter and he just gets your neck and it's over it's over Oh, that's sure yeah
2: i mean i've grappled with him a few times and it was like even after he would like i i never trained with him back in his like in his prime where he's training all the time but even like now he's like trains every once in a while but if you give him that that your neck he's gonna take it and there's no way out he just latches it up like crazy
0: it's crazy how some guys just have that um one question before you i'm sorry
2: let's go
1: i actually i actually have two Go ahead. Um, what's your favorite submission?
2: Ooh. Yeah, uh, you know, I think it's between either the R and because I love it. I got like, I think I have in all my fights, I probably have like eight R and C finishes. But um, back when I was doing a lot of jujitsu super fights, I used to hit the dar slot. Oh, really? Whoa. You got long arms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got <laughs> a pretty big wingspan for uh, for my height, so it works out pretty well. Man,
0: I can't get I can't get a dars or an anaconda. I get an anaconda sometimes, but it's just so <laughs>
2: hard because my arms are just
0: too like fucking like my chest is too wide. So every time I try, I get one of these. Like
2: this is this is how I finish it. I'll do oh, that, yeah, yeah. and I'll you know, just you know I'm a skinny kid, so it's like it makes it easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can throw <laughs> your arm all the way through. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> Alex, your last one. Then we'll uh, we'll end up with um, we'll end it with Brady. Uh, what's your favorite cheap meal? Mm-hmm. Other than mm-hmm. Gilbert's fried chicken.
2: <laughs> dude i'm gonna be honest fried chicken i love fried chicken bro dude i don't know it's my favorite i I can't i can't do without it it's like literally my favorite meal for some reason
0: um so let's get some fight predictions man out of you this weekend what do you what do you got who do you got this weekend it's uh we got black of versus the then we got uh, sanhagen and Yan. that one should
2: interest you Ooh, that's gonna be a good one i you know i got i think i got uh bohovich just because I think he's, he's so solid. You know, I think Chisera has a pretty good chance, but I think there's They're so similar in fighting style, but I think Bojovic is, like, young enough and strong enough to where he's going to win, in my opinion. Yeah. The line then, is basically is
0: pretty much favoring Jan in that fight. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. and so I, But I think it's going to be a great fight. The The fight I'm most excited about is, obviously, uh, it's yeah. going to be the trim belt between Jan and Sanhagen. I think, I think uh, Jan... You know, I love Sanhagen. I love his style. And I think it works really well. But I think Peter Jan has such a tight guard. And is so, like, he's such a good striker, too. Not saying, like, people like Frankie Edgar and these guys that he's gone against aren't good strikers. But I think they they, say, they sometimes maybe give him a little space. I don't know. But I think Jan's pressure and his defense and his output is going to kind of nullify all that weird stuff Sanhagen might throw at him. And Sanhagen fought...
0: A really good striker and TJ did pretty well yeah. lost the fight uh but yeah Jan striking is 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 next level for sure I'm hoping that Sanhagen wins I don't know what it is about Jan I'm I, I'm really I've always been a Sanhagen guy like I've always been a fan of him I think he's
1: I'm huge on Jan bro
0: yeah I know you are um, yeah, I
2: love Yan. I think he's a beast yeah everybody I does
1: I see it are you
0: it's it's you can't deny it. it's undeniable how good he is you know what i mean like you see everything he does it's all pretty perfect and he's a machine he's a robot man he's kind of like yeah. khabib but the, the strike of the striking version oh and for sure yeah he's kind of got that where he just he, there's something that he just knows he's going to beat you volkanovsky has it too like they just know they have this thing it's like it's undeniable it's unmatched and you're not going to convince them otherwise and volk will tell you yan won't but yan will show you and that's and that's how good he is. Like, he's just a sick fighter. And I'm really excited because I, I really think San going to win. I don't know. I have this gut feeling. All my money's on San Hagen. All of it.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. I guess we'll see. That's going to be <laughs> interesting, right?
0: Yeah. And uh, what about next weekend? That's the big one. Colby and Usman.
2: I think Usman takes it again. I think so, too. He- Dude, Usman is mentally, like, like, so solid. And you see he's getting better and better. And he's a physical specimen. It's fucking ridiculous just looking at him
0: one of the things I wrote down as I was watching the fight was um, is that I'm watching Usman, even though he won, it was 2-2 going in that fifth round before he finished him, which was a clean finish. Colby can say whatever he wants. But looking at Usman and then watching him in that fight and watching him in this fight against uh, Mazdal, his jab has gotten one million times better. And that's, that's the part that's, I think that's the scary part is that his jab and his striking has gotten so much better, especially under Whitman. I don't know if he worked, ever, ever worked with Whitman. I know from the being out west but he is unbelievable he's one of, probably one of the best coaches out there and uh, i think that the is just gonna mollywop colby for about three or four rounds and then just finish him there
2: i agree you know i think colby's you know Kobe's good everywhere obviously he's like yeah. one of the best in the world but i think the biggest thing like when you see him go out there and like kind of finish guys and kind of you know, put it on guys is because his cardio is such next level and that he goes and puts it on guys and they just can't keep up. But the thing is Usman can keep up. Yeah. Like he has insane cardio too. And I don't see that ever being an issue in their fights. So I think then it comes down to the actual skill and then like, who's the more powerful striker. And I think that's Usman all day.
0: Well, Colby going three rounds of the broken jaw is just somebody to tell you too. The guy has a motor, right? So uh, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to take that away from it. It's it's going to be a, a crazy. Who else is fighting on that card? No, I'm just thinking about it. Two sixty eight. Alex, do you remember? I'm drawing a blank now. There's I am too. I
1: it's one of the better cards of it. Like the year. I, 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 I think there's Amanda Nunez on it. Yes, Amanda Nunez too. Oh
2: yeah, my training partner Juliana Pena is on there. There you go. I on there too. Remember when her fight like what what card it was on? I just knew it was around that time. But yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, with Juliana Pena. Obviously, that's I, a, I can't wait day. for that one.
0: Yeah, that's a good one, She's
1: too. She's a beast. She's a beast. 268. No, I think uh, Petros. Oh, oh, yeah, there's Rose. Yeah, there's Rose and yeah, Willy Zhang.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, Willy Zhang. There's a three
1: title fights. So oh, oh, Justin, Gagey, and Michael Chandler. Four titles. It's That's going to be a good one. No, 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 no. No, no. It's not for a title. Oh, that's a shoe. My bad. Yeah, I'm
0: going to leave. Uh, the title, the, Oliveira has that belt, has that belt right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: um, so, yeah, honestly, I hope Pena wins. Since the ultimate fight, since she was on the other fighter, I've been a big paying a fan. I think she's a solid fighter. She had to cancel a fight like uh, recently, right? They were supposed to fight maybe a month ago, two months ago.
2: Yeah, but then uh, I think it wasn't Juliana. It was it was Amanda Nunes. She said she had COVID. Oh, that's what it was. That's exactly. She said she had COVID.
0: I mean, it's such an easy excuse, not just to say, I mean, I, I, to, I don't want to take it away from there, but let's say I feel like a lot of guys are like, yeah, I have COVID. There was a golfer that did it. And he didn't even have it. Like, it was just everybody just using it now as an excuse to get out. Oh, of it. for sure. It's, <laughs> an easy, it's an
2: easy way out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, it. you know, who knows? Because there was like some <laughs> speculation that Amanda wasn't in shape, wasn't ready to cut. And so she's the COVID excuse to get out of it.
0: Good. Well, I mean, listen, Brady, we appreciate you coming on, buddy. It was fantastic. Um a long time waiting, but we'd love to have you on again when you announce your next fight. Hopefully, it comes earlier. Um, hopefully, it comes after you've fully recovered and you're ready to go at 100%. You're not forced into it like some guys are, but uh, stay healthy, man. You're a young guy. You have a big career. We have a big future ahead of you, and uh, we wish you all the best, man. We
2: appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you, brother. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, man. Have a good one. See ya.
0: What an interview. Brady was unbelievable. What a beauty
1: of a person.
0: Brady's <laughs> great, man. Good guy. Uh, wish him all the best in his ACL surgery, and his ACL recovery. Um, he's a good dude, man. And he's a sick fighter. Oh, I wanted to ask him about his tattoo. I forgot to ask him about his tattoo. He has, Gre- he has w- Greek writing on his chest. It looked like Greek. Really? Body. Yeah. Okay. Um, I completely ask- forgot to ask him about that. Uh, but now we'll just do some uh, some fight predictions before we end the show for you guys. Uh, UFC 267. Um, is now who do we have next week, Alex? I believe we still have Antonio Simmons. Okay, we can do our UFC 268 fight predictions after that. So we'll have Antonio Simmons on next week, and we'll do. We we'll we'll also have Trishon
1: Gore. We also have Trezian Gore.
0: When is that? So maybe we should do Sean first, and do the fight predictions then. Well, anyway, whatever, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll figure so, it out. Yeah, UFC 267 this weekend, uh, November 6th? No, October thirtieth. October 30th is UFC 267. We got uh, Jan Blachowicz versus Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira earning, really hard earning that title shot against Jan. What do you think is going to happen there?
1: So all, all respect to Glover, uh, I, feel, I feel like he earned that title shot. Uh, but I think Blachowicz will be a step too much for him. Yeah. And I think I think Jan's going to win. Yeah, it's tough.
0: It's tough not to say Blackowitz. But and because it, it's five rounds Glover yeah he's a big finisher I think he has like the most finishes in light heavyweight history or something like that uh Blackowitz is still a young guy very Blackowitz is still very good on the ground like people think that Blackwoods is more of a stand-up guy but his first passion his first love was jiu-jitsu and he got into jiu-jitsu first and you know, he's won some tur- tournaments and things like that, and he's, he's been able to finish guys on the ground. Glover, don't get me wrong, the guy's sick on the ground, and his boxing has, incru- has, has improved. We've seen it, right? And ever since he lost to John, he's been kind of like on this run. Like, I don't know what it is, if he's changed coaches or whatever the case may be.
1: I, f- um, I think his path to victory for, uh, for Glover would have to be on the ground. On the ground, I, think, I don't
0: think he has the advantage. I think that his advantage is to stay away, is to keep distance and box. I really think that's his advantage. You
1: think he's gonna butcher with po- the
0: the Polish power? Because I don't think that he's gonna be able to go up against Jan Blachowicz on the ground, who's just mm-hmm. as strong, faster, and younger. We have to take these into consideration. These these are these are these are, these are facts. These are these are uh, um, how can I say them? These are tools. These are uh, uh, instances that we can. Take and look at them and be like, "This is the reason why Yan's going to win," and I think that's the case. Listen, money tells me to put it on Glover re- realistically. Like the line, I don't know what it's at now, but it was it was heavy, heavy on Yan before. I'm checking right now. Uh, it was heavy on Yan before, and I don't want people to think that like Glover is a pushover or anything like that. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just when I look at this card and I look at this fight, I think to myself. It has to be. It has to be Jan. But when I look at the money, it's like, how can I not want to go on Glover here? Let me let me find it. I have it right here. Let me pull up my Excel sheet. Where'd it go? I just had it here. Terry bets. Terry's bets. Huh? I haven't done one in a while. Maybe I'll do it for this one. Jan um, yeah, Blackowitz. I that just is. can't okay. go with Glover.
1: I, so it's plus
0: two thirty three for Glo- for Glover. Like a a. I think I I'm doing that. I don't trust it. And Islam Makachev. Okay, we'll get to Makachev after. Okay, so you're you're on Yan. I'm on Yan as well. Money on Glover. Realistically on Yan. I think that's, I think people, (laughs) gamblers know what I'm talking about. So we'll get into that. Uh, (laughs)
1: Sanhagen versus Jan. What do you think there? Bro, you already know my, my choice. It's, it's, it's it's Peter Jan, the rightful champion Mm -hmm. who should have, who's going to beat Sterling after this fight. So Jan's going to beat Sanhagen. No doubt in my mind by KO. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a, that's a high possibility. I think yeah, San my Hagen, money's on
0: Jan Kale. I think my money's on San Hagen plus 190. That's 100%. And my mind is on San Hagen. Heads up. I, I, think, I really think he beat TJ. He outboxed TJ, who's one of the best boxers in the world in, 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 in MMA. He outboxed TJ. Not outboxed him, but he did really well. He broke his knee. He hurt him on the ground with TJ's black belt. Like I, I know Jan is a machine, but there's also little moments that I see of Jan that were Al Jermaine, Aljo could have taken advantage of, hesitated. Where Sanhagen, I feel like if he doesn't take that approach, that like he kind of took it easy against TJ from what I saw. And, and TJ, T-T-J,
1: the thing with him is that he hasn't fought in a while.
0: Yeah, octagon so, rust is a thing, right? But I don't think it affected TJ that much. Because they're still fighting all the time. They spar. Like TJ is a heavy spar. He's known to be a heavy spar. So, like, he's still going He's still going all these rounds. But, yeah, so maybe Octagon Russ could have been a thing there. But I, I see Sanhagen as a champion. I really do. I see him winning the fight against Jan and then beating Sterling. And then Jan fights uh, Sanhagen for the belt.
1: Well, what, what's going to happen with TJ, though? Because TJ has to fight. TJ fights Jan. For the belt. No. I mean,
0: I'm saying so if – Let's say Sanhagen wins, Okay. Let's say Sanhagen wins. Cody just, I'm sorry, TJ just had knee surgery, so he's not ready for almost a year. He just had ACL surgery, like maybe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, right oh, after, yeah. right after he got injured in the fight, and right after the fight, he uh, he got surgery, so he's fresh off knee surgery, so he's out for like eight nine months, just like our buddy Brady is. So Cody wins. I keep on calling him Cody. Corey wins. So Corey wins. <laughs> <laughs> Corey wins. He fights um, Aljo for the unification bout, and then. If he beats Aljo, which I think he will, then he fights Ian again, if he beats him. That's, I think that's what's going to happen. And then TJ will fight the winner there, or he'll fight Aljo, or he'll fight whoever else is coming up. Maybe Brady. Hopefully Brady Who knows? Soon, yeah, soon enough. Who knows? Um, okay, actually, I have a question for you. We, out of all the MMA fighters we've had on the show, we've had Aman Zahabi, Brady today. Uh, we're going to have Trey Sean Gore next week. We've had um, uh, Andre Petrosky mm-hmm. Um, Mandel's my favorite Mandel um, who else have we had on? Louis, we have Louis Sanudakis um, who do you think is the first one to be to have a belt? who's
1: A-belt. gonna get a belt?
0: a belt, so i will say t- out of the top three so out of one a top four, one, PFL, UFC or Bellator which one of those guys
1: is gonna be a champion first? oh fuck uh well since Mandel he doesn't get much fights all the time. I'll I'll have to go with Brady. Brady's a good one. But I think Mandel
0: is more likely to win at Bellator than Brady is because Brady's in the UFC right now, right? And he's still young.
1: Well, Mandel's not even ranked right now.
0: I know, but in Bellator they can just put him in a tournament and he'll end up winning.
1: Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Like they do tournaments. Yes. Yeah. yeah, That I could think, happen. Yeah, I think I think Mandel is the first one to wear it. Um and that's nothing against anybody else, you know, Treshawn Gore. Oh, I can't wait really to talk to him next week too. Trusky,
1: who knows, maybe uh, but he but he has a mountain mountain to climb. Yeah, me. He, uh,
0: he's just he hasn't fought me. He hasn't he still hasn't accepted my fight yet. <laughs> I'm coming for Adesanya. you, Andre. I'm coming for obviously,
1: you. Obviously, uh, obviously Adesanya and all that. Yeah, it's a it's, it's gonna, a, a tough division exist. now. Yeah.
0: Apparently uh, Adesanya and Whitaker is gonna be in February for two hundred seventy one yeah. in a Canadian city or Seattle. It's it's gonna, it's gonna be Toronto. Fuck. Okay, I should have asked Brady about Seattle if he would rush to get into that. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's why he said he was gonna fight in February, because it was in Seattle. So but anyway, he can't fight there anyway. He Probably uh, next fight. Dan Hooker, Islam Makachev, your boy.
1: Uh, I'm going with Islam. I'm going hooker. The reason okay. why I'm going hooker. Oh, a typical typ- response. I knew that. why. Why is it a typical response? Because Terry doesn't want to go for the guy who has the most skill. That's not true. Yes. I, used to, I, used to root, I used
0: to root for GSP all the time.
1: Yeah, because you were his fanboy, that's why. Not
0: even. I just thought he was good. <laughs> I go for Usman all the time. I put money on Usman all the time. I uh, John Jones. Like I ride the guys who I think are good. And I think that Dan Hooker is a problem for, was a problem for Khabib and that's why he never fought him, was a, and is going to be a huge problem for Makachev. The only reason why he's fighting right now is because nobody else wants to fight Makachev. And Hooker's like, I'll fight this fucking guy. On one month notice, I'll fight this fucking guy. He's, he stayed in here. He stayed in the country to fight him. He didn't go back to New England. He stayed in the country to fight him. I'm going to Hooker with this, especially at this line. Plus 466, get the fuck out of here. That's completely disrespectful to a guy like Dan Hooker. Yeah.
1: The hangman Hooker. Okay, so first of all, Islam is being coached by Khabib, who is currently undefeated as coach and undefeated as a fighter. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, how good of a coach was he? Yeah, Wayne Gretzky is a different story. Why? My point I'm trying to make is just because you can do it doesn't mean you can coach. Coaching him. a team and coaching a guy are two a
0: couple of different things. It's coaching. You coach yeah, but them, if you don't have the ability to coach, then you, you can't coach a, a one person.
1: Okay, but if you're coaching a team that has, one I know this as a
0: professional coach,
1: and the rest are the, are bozos. Uh, you have one superstar, one and a bunch of bozos. You think you're you think you're gonna win something? But what do you, what do you mean? He couldn't coach the team. Yeah, he was coaching the Arizona Coyotes. I know he what them. he was coaching. One of the worst organizations. But so why ever-
0: didn't he get a job after then? If he was so good. Why didn't he get a job after that? Because he's not a good coach. Look because at all. Didn't want to. Look at all professional he refused. coaches. All he professional refused coaches coach. weren't successful athletes, every single one of them. Do as I say, not as I do, right? Like, it's just it's a, it's a thing. It's a real thing. Like, for real, I, I coach a team of salesmen. I'm an awful salesman. I coach a team of salesmen. They're great because I can motivate them. It's all about motivation. It Khabib. listen, I'm not saying Khabib is a bad coach. I'm saying is we can't assume he's a good coach because he's undefeated. That's what I'm saying
1: but he's a, he's 6 and 0 as a coach. Yeah,
0: sure. Because he has really good fighters under him. Yes. If I coached Islam Akachev, I'd be fucking 6 and 0 also. <laughs> if I coached Usman Nurmagomedov, I'd be fucking 6 and 0 also. You know what I mean? Like th- these guys are built different. That's for sure. He is an easy job as a coach. It's like it's like me, it's like how can I how can I put this in perspective? They're bro, not Dagestan
1: fight- wrestling, bro. Dagestan wrestling.
0: But they're not fighting at championship level yet. So, championship level doesn't doesn't reward... If you're not fighting at championship level, doesn't reward the coach or rewards the fighter. Championship level, you can reward both. That's the way I see it. And Islam Akachev, as good as he is, as great as he is, as, as dominant as he is, this is a tough fight for him. It's not an easy fight. Well, well, look, I it, it's not an match. easy one.
1: It's, it's, it's not an easy fight, but you know Islam's going to try to put this fight down on the ground, on the mats... And that's where he's gonna get his points. He's not gonna let Hooker uh, kick him with his left leg or left right leg, whichever one, whichever one it is. Because yeah. I know Hooker's good on stand up. Great. I'm not sure, but I'm I'm not sure about his ground game. But I know Islam ground game is like elite.
0: Well, listen, for the fact that that Islam is at minus seven hundred here, that's a complete insult to somebody like Dan Hooker, who's shown everybody that he's a gamer. Yeah, he got KO'd by Chandler. Okay. Shit happens. People get caught. The guy's a brawler. Makachev hasn't fought a guy like Hooker, and that's the difference. I'm going heavy on Hooker at plus four sixty six. I'm gonna take that right now because what's happening now is that everybody's everybody's betting on on Makachev. So the line is moving. Slap a nice full unit on there. (laughs) Nice little full unit there. Um, Um, So yeah, next. Oh, so next. Yeah, so the next one we got uh, Volkov Volkov and Tibura. Marcin Tibura.
1: Um I think. Okay, look, Volkov. Um, great fighter.
0: Yeah.
1: Great, great fighter. Um, but I think Marcin is a uh, is coming up in his division. Yeah. This in the is the thing, division.
0: I agree with you, and this is the thing about Volkov is that with Volkov, it's, it's, he's a good fighter, puts on great a great showing, but he there's like he's missing that like additional killer instinct.
1: You know what I mean? Like
2: a yeah, guy he, like
0: a guy like Tibura has, which I'm going heavy on Tiberius too. I'm going to go full
1: unit on Tiberius. Obviously, and for me Volkov, I see I see him the same way as I see Alexei Olenek. I think he's uh he's going to be a journeyman where he's going to fight for for a good amount of time, you know? Like he's not yeah. going to he's not going to be uh stopping fighting anytime soon. He's going to fight like every 3 months. Yeah, I moment. agree. I agree. So
0: um, This fight that I'm looking, really looking forward to. So, yeah. So, we're both going Tibera uh, on this one. Uh, Jin, Zhang Lang Li. I don't know if it's Li Zhang Lang or Zhang Lang Li against Hamzat Chimaev. Hamzat, come twat. He's finally out. Everybody wants <laughs> this guy to fight. Kamzat. <laughs> yeah. I, some of the best nicknames are about this guy online. I have nothing against the guy. I think he's a great fighter. But, like, the nicknames... On his name are unbelievable. Some of them are the funniest things ever. "Come twat" was the funniest one.
1: Uh, so I Hamza, think he's gonna win. Yeah, uh, yeah, Hamza's gonna win. Um, but however, Jan, but Jan Lang
0: is like a fucking brawler, tough motherfucker. Like it's gonna be a sick fight.
1: Yeah, but look, Hamza, his past two fights, bro, he just dominated his opponents. Yeah, like zero chance to the opponent. He just knocked them the fuck out. Yeah, it's true. so uh, look. Maybe Lee's gonna do it, make a difference, and I know Hamzad had COVID, and he had, he was like literally, um, he, he was spitting blood because he was because at, uh, at one point. So I'm not sure if he's gonna be the same. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be the same guy, but it's, it's a thing to watch out if he's gonna be you know a little bit more careful or not uh but i am expecting him to be more a bit more careful because i know because i know lee's a great brawler so he's a brawler and he's he's a, i think he's like a
0: judo guy like in the stand-up game he's he's good uh we got ankalaev magomed ankalaev against volkan volkan uh, ozdemir which is another six fight. ozdemir ankalaev goes, uh yeah everything uh, everything on ankalaev everything on Ankalayev, even though it's like he's a heavy favorite at minus three three four um yeah, I think a heavy favorite. Nothing against Volkan. I think ever since Volkan lost to, to DC, he hasn't really like he kind of slowed down his his uh his come as they would call it. But um he not, ranked number eight fighting Ankalaev. I think this is a clear message to the UFC, like Volkan, if you can't win this fight, then you're done. Because Ankalaev, <laughs> yeah, for real. If Ankalaev is on his way to a title shot, like he's in a he's a few fights away from a title shot. And um and deservedly so. The head, the head fight of the prelims is actually a sick fight. It's Verna Yandy Roba. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I saw her for the first time fight maybe two, three months ago. And I was like, this girl is impressive beyond belief. I know this because I lost money to her. And uh, she's fighting Amanda Rebus, who I'm really high on as well. Oh,
1: yeah. Amanda Rebus I'm really high on. Um, I, f- I think I'm going on Verna. She's going to keep impressing.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Let's see here. Uh, let's do our boy, man. Andre Petroski. He's at minus 225. He's fighting Hu Yao Zong. Never heard of this guy
1: before. We know Petrosky by just- submission. Yeah.
0: So Petros- uh, you know what? I think I'm going to go Petrosky by TKO. I think he pushes him against the fence, gives him a little of the, uh, you know, a, of a,
1: a, a ground and pound.
0: Yeah, a little ground and pound. And then after, maybe he can accept my call out, and then I'll be able to fight Andre Petrosky because he's a better-looking human than me, and I have to fight for the honor. I yeah, have to yeah, fight Dana for my, my girlfriend's honor because she's <laughs> looking. So, Andre, this is a shout-out to you, my buddy. Win this fight. Good luck. I think you'll do well. I think you'll do great. But at the end of the day, you still got me waiting for you, buddy. We'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see you after the <laughs> fight. We'll see you after the fight. Uh, that was Weekly Sauce episode 71. Uh, Brady Hyacinth. Great guy, fresh off knee surgery. He's going to be fighting soon in the UFC. He's going to be a star in the UFC, already is in my books. Uh, happy to have him on, man. That was a great conversation. But as usual, this episode is brought to you by Alex. It's brought to you by Mavesta Media. Mavesta media. media is the best marketing company on the planet right now. Um, they deal with SEOs, web design. Um,
1: content creation. Content creation, all that Creature. shit. Yeah, Advertisements on social media. Um, Anything your business, your small business may need or your medium-sized business might need, Navesta Media provides you all of marketing services at a reasonable price. So and use promo code to weekly sauce and you get a free consultation and a free audit.
0: And, um, we, we've been using it for hot sauce and it's worked wonders for us. And so we thank the boys at Investa Media for, for helping us out and hooking us up. It's been fantastic. And they're, they're very easy to work with. So if you're a small business, real estate broker, uh, whatever the case may be, media company, uh, golf teacher, you know what I mean? Any of that stuff. Yeah. They have a website. Yeah, if, if you have a website, contact Investor Media and they'll help you out. They're the guys for you. Um, that was
2: episode 71. I'm Terry Tam. That was Alex, the intern. Peace. Peace.